You're listening to the Inspiring Minds Show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. This is Todd Goodwin, your host and hypnotist. Our goal is to inspire, empower, and transform your life. So stay tuned and inspire your mind. Welcome to the Inspiring Minds radio show on the Own Your Power radio network. I'm Todd Goodwin. Thank you very much. Uh, Todd Goodwin, hypnotist at the Miami Hypnosis Center. My co-host, Sheena Ace-Mendes, wonderful clinical hypnotherapist, also at the Miami Hypnosis Center with over 15 years of transforming lives. Welcome, Sheena. Thank you. Thank you. Today, our show is called Stress Sucks. (laughs) <laughs> now, it, it, it's true. It's true. It does. But more than that, really, what is what causes stress? We're, we're going to talk about three primary drivers for stress or three things that cause stress. And the great news is it's all in your mind. So when you change some of these three things, then you change how you feel and then you can manage stress. And Sheena, you said something really brilliant a moment ago about control. What did you say? Control. Unrealistic expectations. The right. the idea of wanting to control stress will stress you out. So you can't control stress you can't control stressors, but you can control your stress. Absolutely. Cool. So what we're gonna talk about today are three uh, three main things that cause stress emotionally. Obviously there are physical things that can cause stress, chemical and all that. But we're gonna talk about the the things that are really all in your head and um, and how by changing those three things, you can dramatically reduce your stress level. Uh, the first is lack of control. Um, wanting to control something that you can't. Wanting to control a person that you can't. We're going to talk about that. That lack of control and the need to control something you can't control creates a lot of stress. Second one, Focusing too much on details, getting stuck in the magnification of every little problem in your life as opposed to seeing the big picture, that also stresses people out. And then, as you mentioned, unrealistic expectations that you have on people, on yourself, and on things. Yes. And then we also have some feedback from uh, some of our fans out there, specifically what stresses you out and... We're going to talk about some of those things and give some shout-outs to those people, and we're going to relate that to those three main ideas that we talked about. So before we go to our first break, we want to at least acknowledge how common stress is. What percentage – what would you say – what percentage of your clients, Sheena, are stressed out by something in their life? I probably have to say one out of two, and that sounds maybe – Maybe low. Maybe low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One out of two. Um, I think it's almost like an epidemic. For sure. Definitely an epidemic. I think that some people, even when they're not stressed out, they look for reasons to be stressed out. Um, almost as if stress would be the norm or part of their life, which is which is really sad and concerning if you really look at it. From it's a health true. perspective, for, it's very concerning. That's true. And and. I remember reading a statistic once that said that something like 85% of doctor's visits are in some, in some way caused or contributed to by stress. Yeah. Even, even, know- even a cold, when you, when you get stressed, your immune system, your immune response tends to decline. Absolutely. Uh, chronic stress over a long period of time uh, can create, uh, foster an environment for illness and it causes poor eating habits, excessive drinking, all those things. So we're going to talk also about how people cope with stress 
in a way that works well enough to keep doing it but causes a lot of problems in their life and that probably makes up most of the people who we see in our practice yes yes and long-term effects obviously of living a life so stressful because there are long-term effects. They're not just effects that are present in the now, but when you look at it as far as long-term, you know, we can even think of it in terms of aging. Sure. It obviously progresses aging and the harsh effects that it has in your health and your immune system and so forth. So there are definitely long-term effects. Cool. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, so we're going to be back after a moment, uh, a little bit of um, music we're going to start off with just to help you warm up a little bit to our show. This is uh, Todd Goodwin (laughs) with the Inspiring Minds Show and the Own Your Power Radio Network. We'll be right back.
Coach Simone Kelly of Own Your Power Communications. We empower entrepreneurs to live the life they deserve through our internet radio network. We have thousands of listeners worldwide from Miami to Italy. If you're a speaker, author, or coach, and you're on a mission to change the world, the Own Your Power Radio Network has a global platform just for you. We're looking for the next personal and business development stars. If this sounds like you, you can be featured on one of our shows as an expert. There's a package for every budget. If you want to help others own their power, call us today to find out more information at 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. Look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the Inspiring Minds radio show on the Own Your Power radio network. I'm Todd Goodwin, hypnotist from the Miami Hypnosis Center with my co-host, Sheena Mendes, certified clinical hypnotherapist, also at the Miami Hypnosis Center. Today we're talking about how stress sucks. <laughs> and of course, what is stress and how does it affect you and then what really causes it and how do we resolve that? That's what we want to talk about. So, uh, Sheena, what we were talking about at the break briefly was... You know, we already talked about the three main things that, that are really all in your head when, when you're stressed out. But when someone is stressed, a lot of people I know listening to this might say, well, I, I don't really have a lot of stress. Because I have had some clients when I, when I have on a questionnaire intake form, do you experience stress? And a lot of people actually write no. Sure. And then they mention that they are overeating and they tend to, they can't say no to chocolate and carbs. They drink two glasses of wine every night, but they're not stressed. Or they're not satisfied with their relationship, but they're not stressed. So a lot of people don't make that connection yeah. and realize that if they have if they have some kind of bad habit, typically it's stress-driven. So what, what do you say about that? And how do people typically try to cope with stress, but in a way that actually creates more problems? Yeah, I think that essentially the, the underlying, you know, factor here is that most people consider themselves to be stressed out once they've reached that point where it's now chronic, right. where it's out of control, where it's extreme. And that's not necessarily, I mean, in reality, everyone suffers from stress, you know, one degree or another. There's many different levels of stress. And it is manifested daily, like you just said earlier, whether drinking or eating or the choices they're making or how they're handling or how they're feeling. And sometimes stress even manifests physically as far as, you know, people break out um, or there's, you know, there's a, a gain in, in, you know, they gain some weight or there's just so many ways. So how, how do they gain weight if they're stressed? Like what have you found? I have found that, you know, you don't gain weight out of just breathing air. So unless it's very fattening, air. unless it's very fattening right. air, which you know, yeah. or, or toxic. But, but you're right. Normally that doesn't. Normally that so. doesn't happen. So it's about their their eating habits. Um, sometimes they increase the the you know the sweets, and they're eating things that are just not healthy or fast food because they're on the run, they're on the go, and so the choices that they're making obviously the ones that are contributing to their weight gain. 
um, or lack of exercise. Mm -hmm. They're so stressed out that that depletes their energy, and so they're tired, they're exhausted. Yeah, the last thing they want to do is... The last thing, yeah. yeah. They they don't want to add something else to their day because they're just so overwhelmed. Sure. And so, obviously, people are stressed out for many reasons, and and we can see that because of some of the feedback that we're getting uh, right now um, on the show. If I can interrupt you a second, you said overwhelmed, and and you're right that when, when people come to see to see us in the Miami Hypnosis Center and they contact me or you, and I know that, at least from my perspective, they say, oh, my problem is stress. Um, a lot of the time, they actually don't even say that. They say, my problem is I'm having some problems in my relationship or I'm dealing with the death of, you know, my husband or... Or work issues. Or work or issues or, you know, issues. I have anger management, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a form. So all of these, or maybe the person says, well, I can't stop eating carbs, or, or I, I have emotional overeating, right. eating problems. And, and so in all these cases, those are just symptoms. Like if someone is uh, smoking, I mean, I have never met a smoker who's not stressed out to some degree. Yeah. So when you say overwhelmed, what I learned long ago when I was training to become a hypnotist is that when someone is overweight, they're almost always overwhelmed. Yes. When someone is smoking, they're overwhelmed. When someone is drinking, uh, you know, more than a glass of wine a day, let's say, because one can be okay, but if someone is needs to drink or sure. if they need to eat candy or they need to... Well, those have, are the outlets, and you know, we know that. Right, those right. are outlets, which are obviously the symptoms from from the cause, which is distress right. that so they're when, going through. So before we get into, into the specifics of what causes the stress... Uh, obviously, we know that a lot of stress creates can create over a long period of time health problems, um, illness. Uh, you know, Dr. Sarno, who is a, a famous, uh, I believe he was a back doctor. Uh, don't know if he was an orthopedist or a chiropractor, but what he said is almost all back pain is emotionally induced. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, you know, I even know chiropractors, friends of mine in in Miami, who agree. And yes, it's true that yes, maybe it was the person who um, they worked out. And they hurt their back, or it was something else that might have triggered it. But the emotion creates a tension, which sets the stage for an actual injury. So headaches, we know, headaches. can be caused. That's right, headaches. I was just by thinking stress. about headaches. Yeah. And of course, then when people, uh, if they're eating habits, you know, they're, maybe they uh, they don't sleep well because they're stressed out. So they need to drink more coffee in the morning. Yes. So caffeine uh, is a stimulant which stresses the nervous system. And gets the blood sugar jacked up. Then people crash from that, and then they need to eat some sweets or some juice or bring themselves back bring up. Themselves back up yeah. More coffee, and then they might overeat at lunch. They get kind of tired, and it creates this whole roller coaster throughout mm-hmm. the day physically because they're on an emotional roller coaster too. Then at the end of the day, they're so keyed up and so wound up chemically that they, plus from the day, they need to unwind with a couple beers or a couple drinks and then because they have made their body this complete cocktail of all kinds of chemicals, uppers and downers, then they can't really go to sleep at night. So they need a sleeping pill, which is one of the most widely prescribed medications in this country yes. in order to fall asleep. And then the whole cycle starts again. I think stress, to be quite honest, is one of the biggest epidemics that we're facing in today's society. And I'll tell you what, um, and I think you, you, you've seen that in the office. I've, I've, I've seen such an increase in even children who are, you know, 10 years old, 13 years old, who are suffering from stress. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, in my, in my, all these years that I've been practicing in my 15 years, that's not something that was very common, maybe, you know, five, even 10 years ago. But today I'm, I'm seeing even like kids who are coming to see me because they're stressed out. They're like freaking out. They're stressed. Do you find that's a lot because their parents are putting a lot of pressure on them? Yes. There's a lot of pressure from the school system. There's a lot of pressure from their parents. And, and you know, we, we, when you look at it globally, peer it's pressure too. just peer pressure and it's all unrealistic, all unrealistic pressure on un, all unrealistic expectations uh, and so kids are even suffering from this at an early age which is really which is really sad and detrimental yeah and there are more because kids more... should be like playing and having right. fun and That's not right. worried about anything but even you know, you know I, I heard one um, one client of mine who was talking about her son who you spent several hours a day playing video games and I said well at least he's using a way of you know he's he's blowing off some steam from from school and everything and she said no actually uh, he it's a multiplayer online game then and he's he feels so much pressure to have to competitive to right oh, to compete and so yeah. it's actually causing more stress mm -hmm. and it's like wow so that's like taking a drug that's not even making you feel good at all mm -hmm. but you keep doing it it's crazy at least you should get some benefit from it because person eating a box of cookies at least feels better for 20 minutes sure until then they get food coma oh. and then they beat themselves up about being fat so you know there's we, we, we want to realize that whatever people are doing to cope with stress, whether it's losing your temper, eating too much, drinking, drinking. smoking, is that all those things, while in the long term, that creates more problems, in the short term, it actually makes you feel better. And that's Instant gratification. Why, I think that's yeah. why they do it. They're seeking the instant gratification. And, and that is kind of the society that we live in today. People are, you know, you're hungry, go through the drive-thru and, and pick up something, even though it's toxic and it's hard, you know, it's bad for you, but it's the instant gratification. Right. So it's like on one hand, uh, well, I know French fries are really bad for me and I shouldn't have a Big Mac, but on the other hand, those French fries taste so good and you know what, yeah. I've had a hard day. Yeah. Or I know I, I really shouldn't be... Uh, you know, I know I should stop after one glass of wine or two, but, well... Why not drink the whole bottle? I've already opened it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, or, or well, look, uh, you know, I used to drink Coke, and this is... At least it's Coke Zero. There's no, there's no calories, so it's like a different kind of poison, but let's yeah, do it, and we justify it. Real sugar cane. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. Oh, well, it's just organic sugar. It's organic you know? sugar. Right. So... Um, yeah, so really what we want to understand is that, and, and we talk about this a lot on our show, is understanding, really a lot of what we want to do on Inspiring Minds is help you understand yourself because often self-awareness is the first step to transformation. You don't have to know what's going on to solve a problem, but it helps. If you realize, you know, we talk about the conscious and the subconscious and that internal debate. And when someone's dealing with stress or any kind of unresolved emotion and it's uncomfortable, they, they're going to there's going to be some behavior that we're going to engage in that's going to temporarily alleviate that discomfort. So let's just say someone is feeling stressed out. They have a couple drinks. They relax a little bit. They feel better. They're distracted. They're not thinking about their boss. They're not thinking about their bills. They're not thinking about traffic that they just had to spend an hour going through Miami traffic. And so they temporarily feel better. But then afterwards, then there's all the effects that come from that. And sometimes it's guilt because true. this is a pattern in their life and they find, like as you said, you know, the awareness that they're doing this. This is what they're using as an outlet. And so then guilt kicks in. So I now, did it again. God, I'm so self-destructive, lazy, stupid. Yeah, like Why do said, I do it's, this? It's that roller coaster. 
And of course, then the worse you feel, the more you want to do something to make yourself feel better. And then, well, you know what? I've already had three glasses of wine. I should stop. Maybe I'll just eat. And then I'll have a box of cookies. Or I'll have a couple of cigarettes and that'll make me feel better. Sure. And the next day, you feel like crap and you wonder what's going on. So the thing is, consciously, we know we should do better. We should behave in a different way. We know we shouldn't overeat or overdrink. But emotionally, subconsciously, which our, our primary drive subconsciously is to make ourselves feel better from one minute to the next, that really is, okay, what can I do? Well, let's see. Drinking a couple beers always seems to work. Having a bar of chocolate works. Uh, well, you know, it's what media so promotes. Let's do that. Yeah, so when we look at it from the angle of just media, media promotes that constantly. It's in our face. You know, it's, it's showing us that, you know, if you're going through a rough day, then, hey, you know, there's always that glass of whatever, you know, yeah, that yeah, you can yeah. have and which will help you to kind of enjoy the rest of your day. I think that what we need to understand is that stressors are always going to be present. They are. They're present. You really can't control what happens outside of you. You cannot control the fact that maybe when we leave here today, we're going to face traffic in the Palmetto or in the highway. What we can control is how we choose to react to it. What we can control is the way that we kind of show up. And I think that that's really what, you know, what we need to understand is that stressors will always be there. Uh, I mean, you may, we may even choose to move to an isolated island and still have to deal with some sort of stressor. Yeah, what if you break open the coconut and there's no and water And there's nothing, there? wa- right, there's no water. Or you're, you're trying to fish for something and there's like nothing, right? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like... I mean, if you remember that movie with, uh, what Tom was Hanks? it, Tom Hanks? That's right. He uh, looked like Castaway. he was stressed out. And he well, was you know, because his, his Wilson, his little volleyball got dis- deflated. Yes, I yes. hate when that happens, you know. That's why I stay away from those islands. <laughs> Miami so, Beach is bad enough. We don't need, no, anyway. So but Stressors are something that's really beyond us. It's beyond our control. It's beyond what we can change. But how we respond to it, I think that that's important. That's what people need to learn, that we do have a choice. We we definitely have a choice in how we deal with it. You're absolutely right. So before we get into those three, the three different things we talked about and really talk more about those in detail, and then uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk about how you can actually shift your mindset so that those things no longer create stress or at least create less. Um, And by the way, it's all about, like you said, changing the way you look at things, changing the, the filters that you're filtering your reality through. People say your perception becomes your reality. Uh, if you perceive the world is against you and everything that's happening is going wrong, you're going to feel really bad. If you believe that everything, as Dr. John Martini, one of my mentors says, everything that's, that you think is in the way is really on the way. If you believe that, and again, it's a belief that everything that you think is working against you is actually on some level working for you. For you, yes. And you can ask yourself, what can I appreciate about that instead of what can I resent about it? It changes the whole response. It changes the emotional response. That's right. Well, that's a choice. Yeah, absolutely. So let me review a a few. We have a few people who have just written in, some of our fans out there. Um, We asked, what stresses you out? I'm just going to read a few. Um, Someone named Christine said bills. Mm. So money, that's Debt. a big stress sure. for people, right? Of course. Uh, Jeanette said student loans. There's another example. Um, Christine, bills, a bad boss, traffic, car troubles. Um, Tina said lack of communication. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a common one. And I get that one a lot uh, when I work with couples or... <clears throat> when I deal with relationship issues. 
um, you know, that leads to actually that's a huge stressor. Uh, relationships. Sure. Yeah. That's where, and, that, and plus when you have a bad day or you're having car troubles or you yeah. know issues with your boss, then you show up at home, and if you don't have a dog, you take it out on your right. wife or your girlfriend or your husband or your partner. And and so here we have, and lover. we know this in Miami that that Amy says traffic, driving, parking, travel. You know, yeah, but as you can see, all those, those are the inevitable. Those are the things that we cannot control. You can't control. Okay, here's one that... You can't that, control the debt. You can't control your bills. You can't, I mean, to some degree, you really... And it, you can't control your partner, is. the person you're working, you're, you're living with. Yes, or your boss, for that matter. That's true. Okay, so now BG from the Bad Girls on Radio show at the Own Your Power Radio Network here, uh, she said small penises stress her out. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how that can be very stressful. And, and you can't control that because... Lack of satisfaction. Yeah. There's just a whole bunch of things, right? Well, you know, I, I th- really, that's unrealistic expectations. <laughs> if she expects every guy she's with to have big penis and suddenly yeah. it's like you unwrap the present, it's like, like where <gasps> is it? Yeah. You know, and, and, and the reality is if it's Can't small, control that. No, the, the reality is it's only going to get as big as it's going to get. <laughs> and then beyond that, it's like, sorry, honey, that's all you got. And then, that's of course, it. now, of course, that's stressful to the Deal guy, too. It. If the guy, if the guy is like, no, wow. honestly, this never happens. This never happens to me. Right. We also got we also got someone uh, um, named Barack who wrote in. He said heavy workload, criticism uh, from enemies, and downtown traffic. That stresses him out. Barack. I don't know if that's Barack Obama. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. President, thank that's you for listening. Thinking. Thank you. Uh, but but it's true. You know, in. heavy workload at work because yeah. the president has a lot. That's actually one of the most stressful. Um, that's, you know, look at he's turned gray in the last uh, several years, right? Here I mean, we go. Barack we got Obama some had more. dark hair. Now he's gray. Working okay. with adults who lack common sense. Well, okay. that that was Barack Obama. He wrote yeah. it. He wrote that, I think, because he deals okay. with Congress all the time. We have uh, C existing instead of living. Hmm. I wonder what she means by that. Existing instead of living. Oh, she's just barely getting by. Not barely living getting her best by. Life. Not living her best self. Yeah. She's not owning her power. Not owning her power. Okay. Anything else? Baby mama. (laughs) Yeah, well, hey, I can only imagine, you know, having to to deal with those those stress. If you Um, have a baby mama and a small penis, that's very stressful. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. I've heard. So. I mean, we we have, uh, you know, political issues. That's Brock again. He must have had some of his No, this is. It's not Brock? No, it's not. Okay. So, yeah, we've we've definitely got. Yeah, so basically all these come down to really is. You have unrealistic expectations on yourself to have a large penis if you got a small one. I know that's not your problem, but a lot of some guys do have that issue. I know the Cosmic Sex Show; they talk about that. Um, the reality is, if someone has unrealistic expectations to be something they're not, or to accomplish something that they just can't do, or to change something that cannot be changed, right? Or they have unrealistic expectations that their boss is going to suddenly be nice all the time, or that traffic is going to miraculously that the sea will part and then suddenly the highway will be clear or all the lights will turn green i know that i'm exaggerating but people have this unrealistic expectation that if it takes 20 minutes to get from here to there with no traffic that it's going to take 20 minutes to get there and then when it takes day, 30 right it's like well you have to expect there's going to be traffic sure so then of course uh focus on uh well let, let's deal with lack of control introduce that one we really have no control over most things do we Absolutely, we do. We have we have control over how we choose. That's right. To react to but something. things out there, we really we can't have control no control much. over anything outside of us. That's it's completely unrealistic and um, 
yeah, it's it's impossible to so, actually control. So if you if you have a belief that you need to control something in order to feel okay, and then you realize you can't control it, then you feel crappy, and there's a and that stress. causes stress. Okay, yes. and then focusing on details. If you're focused on every little problem, you, you ever okay? Do you have one of those mirrors like where you can put makeup on that magnifies things? You ever seen one of those? Yes, of course. And it magnifies everything like ten times. And I've looked in one of those before, and it's not pretty. <laughs> no, it, it's true. It's true because it doesn't matter how good you might look in the full length yeah. mirror. When you look in that small yeah. mirror, you see every hair. Well, every you know temple, what they say: scar. the devil's in the detail. So. That's it. You're looking for details. That's right. So that focus that on when, if you live your life in that in that um, magnified mirror and and you believe that that's everything because you're focusing just on the problems, then you lose sight of the big picture and that creates overwhelm and stress. That magnifies your stress. Yeah. Sure. So we're going to go to a break in a moment, and on the other side of that break, we're going to talk uh, more about. The, the specifics about those three areas and how you can actually shift the way you think about it so that you feel better and alleviate that stress because stress does suck even here on the Inspiring Minds radio show with the Own Your Power radio network. I'm Todd Goodwin. We'll be back in a few moments.
Welcome back to the Inspiring Minds radio show on the Own Your Power radio network. I'm Todd Goodwin from the Miami Hypnosis Center with my co-host, Chines Mendes, also from the Miami Hypnosis Center. We're both hypnotists, hypnotherapists. Our goal is to help you change your mind so you keep that change. Today we're talking about how stress sucks and how we can help it unsuck. It's <laughs> a good way of putting it. Right? So really, like you talked about, Sheena, we can't change most of the stressors in our right. lives, but we can change how we respond to it. Yes. And as a result, overcome some of those unwanted bad habits and other ways that we're coping. Um, so we identified three things. What we want to do in this segment is talk about in more detail those three uh, mindsets or, or, or drives that we have that cause us to feel stressed and then how we can shift each one of those and how we can you know change the way we think about it so we feel better. So the first thing we talked about was lack of control. Um, we all, and I think it's hardwired into us, into all of us, that we want to have some control over our environment, um, whether it's the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the place we stay, the place we live, and all of that. And and it makes sense, doesn't it, to have sure. to have some sense of control that does give a, a sense of certainty and security. Right. I think that what happens is that we we haven't, you know, we 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 think of control and confidence in the same. I think the same way, and it's not. Um, that's why control is so unrealistic because we really don't control anything. Sure. Um, but we feel as if when we are controlling, quote unquote, um, that we are, you know, we feel more confident. We feel like we're more empowered. It sort of makes us feel empowered to to think that we're actually controlling something. So it's really an illusion. It's an illusion, total illusion. Like, oh well, I'm, you know, uh, um, you know, I'm I'm talking to my boss a certain way, and so he's. He's going to be nice to me, and and uh, oh, he is. So I'm somehow able to control him. Yes. Or if I say this or do that, then my spouse is going to respond a certain way. Right. So it's that need to control things, and the belief that as long as I have control, then I can relax. Right. Then everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. But the reality is, we also at the same time realize, okay, wait a second, I really don't have control. And and isn't it true that every day it's like life sends you. The constant message, you don't have control. Absolutely. Every and traffic that jam does that. causes more stress yeah, yeah. <laughs> in turn. That's right. So what are the, we've talked about people wrote in, so money is a big stress. Um, traffic, no one mentioned weather, but I'm sure that's a big one. Sure. You're expecting to have, to be able to go out and do certain things and suddenly it storms. Um, so the reality is we don't control the weather, we don't control other people, we don't control the economy, we don't control traffic we don't control the people in our lives right or the people outside our lives but trying to do it and failing to do it is what creates that constant stress constant and so isn't it so the kind of ironic isn't it well well it's it seems i mean you and i understand how the mind works and how the subconscious has this belief that we need to be in control to feel Mm -hmm. okay but from a logical from like a outsider perspective you look at it and you say wait a second Every day you're getting evidence that you have no control, and yet you keep thinking you're going to have control. It's a drive, internal drive, I think. Right. So, would you agree that the solution to to that the stressor of of needing to control things and having no control is to actually get to a place of true acceptance that you yes. have no control and be okay with that? Yes, absolutely. Which would mean. Uh, 
controlling ego, <laughs> ironically. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And what do you, now? What do you mean by that? Because some people may not may not catch that. Well, you know, I I believe that um, a lot of this belief that we can control things just kind of stems from our ego. You know, that part in us that kind of holds together our experiences or our perceptions, such as our fears, our guilt, our anger. All those things are kind of live there. They reside in the ego. Um, and so we're driven by this belief that if we control something, then we can control the outcome of that thing. We like to be masters of our little universe. Masters of our little universe, yeah. Okay. Which makes us feel, again, empowered, even if it's just an instant gratification or right, like if you a temporary yell at, relief. Right, like if you yell at someone, um, then suddenly they're going to they're gonna see you as, as you know, either scary or yeah. they're going to whatever and, and they're gonna stop and that yeah, is it's a funny you say that I had a client the other day tell me he tries to instill a lot of fear on people because he believes which is an irrational belief that by doing so people will respect him more hmm. and I said well you, you need to distinguish these because you're you're wrong you're incorrect you know um, admiration and respect go together but fear and respect right. and respect just they, they don't they, they don't go together not very well you know, for that matter. But he believes that, you know, that's how he gains respect. And so it's funny because that actually produces an enormous amount of stress because he tries to have people fear him because he's trying mm. to gain their respect. And not everyone fears him. Some people actually, like his girlfriend, sure. as a matter of fact, huh. that's the biggest issue he has. Right. She, she laughs at him and she becomes very angry at the fact that he's trying to make her, you know, fear him. And he realizes that he can't control her with his... Which produces an enormous amount of stress for him in his life. Because he can't control that. And that's because obviously his, you know, the way he's going about it is is wrong. Because his beliefs are wrong. Okay. That makes sense. I was going to say, well, that relates to unrealistic expectations, Completely. right? Okay, so if he believes that everyone should respect him, he's sadly mistaken. Yes. Because there are going to be some people who are going to laugh at him. Yes. Now, she's not laughing at him in the bedroom, in the bedroom is she? I don't know. That could, that could relate back <laughs> to know. what he just said about <laughs> small penises. Okay, well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about unrealistic expectations. Right. If, you, if you feel like the traffic is going to suddenly, that the Red Sea is going to part for you, and suddenly you're going to be able to uh, um, walk across or drive right through. And unrealistic. Every, unrealistic. Okay. If you think that suddenly... Um, Everything's going to work out in your business and they're not going to have any challenges. Completely unrealistic. Okay. And if you believe that Washington, D.C. is actually going to get itself together and we're going to have a functioning political system. <laughs> Very unrealistic. Right. And so, um, and that's part of what, what stressed out Barack when he wrote in about that is, is <laughs> sure. criticism from other people, you know. So it's not just traffic sure. and workload, but expecting other people to actually agree with you. Yeah. Everyone has their own agenda. So, but well, it's kind of what we were talking about before the break, about the meaning that we give things. Okay. I think the meaning of, is very relative to this because when we give something a certain meaning, the, the level that, of what that means to us really either exacerbates our, you know, our stress or it diminishes it. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if we step outside now and we see that there's traffic... If we give that a meaning of, oh my goodness, you know, now that's going to ruin the rest of my day, um, you know, I hate the, the traffic in Miami, and we start giving it this, this meaning, um, then that's going to influence our stress levels. But if we look at it differently, kind of like you, you spoke about the, um, you know, everything has like two sides to every coin, mm -hmm. you look at it like, you know what, 
it's traffic. What am I going to do? It is what it is. Maybe I'll just listen to that audio that, you know, the audio book that, that I've been I haven't watching, had time to that I haven't had time to listen to. Or maybe I'll just listen to my favorite music or you know what? I'll just my Bluetooth, I'll call some people up that I haven't spoken to in a while and catch up with them. So you see so it, you meaning, see it as actually, you know what? Maybe this is what I need right now. This is what I need right now. Maybe I just need to kind of like slow down. Maybe we can learn something from it instead of resisting it. So the meaning of it is, I think, very important. Okay. That'll determine our stress. And then focusing on details. It's sort of like people say what you focus on expands. If you have, we all have um, challenges in our life and we all have things that go fairly well. Most, some people will tell you, no, everything in my life sucks. Uh, Everything is bad. The world is against me. Um, I can't seem to control anything, which is true, but that frustrates them. And they say everything is bad. Now, when I'm sure you've had clients like I have who have said everything is wrong in my life. Sure. And they're either coming from the victim perspective. Okay. Or they're just coming from, you know, simply just complaining and unrealistically thinking that everything in their life has to go well or, or great. So it is the belief. And they're only focusing on what's going wrong, not what's going right. Yes. Yes. So again, they're looking at one side of the coin and not both. They're looking at the, as they say, you know, the glass. Half half empty. (laughs) Yes, half empty. So um, how is it that hypnosis, and we we really talk about uh, the, the before and after of some of the clients we worked with, but obviously the work we do is largely to resolve or reduce stress enough that the coping mechanisms are the unhealthy ones are no longer necessary and then the person's anger management issue goes away their their drinking problem goes away their smoking their overeating their um whatever it might be resolves itself because that's just a symptom of the stress so how does hypnosis and the work that you've done with people uh, help people not only just relax um physiologically because their nervous system is in overdrive but also, how does it help them shift their mindset? Talk a little bit about that. Well, I find that not only does it shift the behavior, meaning, you know, everyone copes with stress differently. Some people, you know, they just get stressed out. And whether it lasts them an hour, a minute, or a second, they they manifest that, you know, physically or, or emotionally. Other people, the long-term effects can be very different and detrimental. So I find that we help them with hypnosis, not only just to shift the behavior and how they respond to it, because some people become very angry and irate and whatnot and radical, um, but we help them to just shift overall emotionally and mentally by using hypnosis. Because it, you know, it, it's, it's like you said, it, we, we're not treating just a symptom, mm-hmm. which is the, you know, I'm so stressed out, I'm, I'm here hyperventilating or I'm angry, but we help to really shift the root of the problem, which is how they're perceiving stress and and that's where it becomes unrealistic where people think that they're gonna eventually be able to control all the stress in their life and you don't control the stress in your life you you learn to diminish it you learn to either eliminate it or it's kind of pick and choose i think that choice is a big thing um when you allow something to stress you then you're going to become stressed out but when you when you become aware that something is causing you stress and you don't allow yourself to react to it, that changes everything. And I think that through hypnosis, we accomplish that. At least that's something that I have found in my work with my clients. And it becomes automatic, doesn't it? So that All they don't the have to actually sit in that moment and say, okay, let me take 10 deep breaths no, and let me necessary. control myself. No. It just 
I think something that helps tremendously is, um, at least when we leave these, you know, the, the anchors or, or what we call post-hypnotic suggestions, mm -hmm. which are just suggestions for later usage. Sure. That's very helpful as a tool, especially in the beginning. And, and you know, with the reinforcement of that, that becomes embedded into their subconscious. And so it's kind of retraining them, retraining them on how to, how to deal with stressors. It's interesting because you mentioned the post-hypnotic suggestion, um, and I have used frequently that with, with clients, especially with stress. Um, the, using the color red. Yes. So that every time they see the color red, well, they feel my more nails relaxed. are red. There you go. And I use that with my clients when their nails are red as well. That's perfect. Well, here's yeah. the thing is, people who are driving in the city, you can't drive anywhere without seeing red. A red light or Tail a red light, stop sign. stop sign, red yep. lights. That's right, brake lights. So, and, and uh, you know, frequently I have a client come back and, and this might be, maybe I'm seeing them for emotional eating. Maybe it's something completely different. And I'm just doing that. And they come into that next session and they say, you know what, did you say something about the color red? Because I thought I heard you say it, but I didn't yeah. remember what it was for. Yeah. I said, well, how do you feel when you see it? Because I'm seeing it everywhere, they say. And they say, I don't know, I just feel kind of good. It's magnified. I'm smiling more. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't really matter, you know, specifically what I said. It works and it reinforces it. So it's cool because that's something that's automatic. And it's something so simple and it's in your face every day. True. Yeah. So if you if you were to think about how someone who has overcome stress or overcome we can't eliminate stress but we can right. make it low enough that it doesn't disrupt our lives and create sure. dysfunctional behavior so when you've had someone you've worked with who has been stressed out by relationships I know that's a big area that you work with or money or um, traffic and I mean I don't know if people come to you to say oh I'm so frustrated by traffic but they might say I'm really stressed out I have financial problems or really stressed out in my relationship and you've helped them change the way they perceive the challenge in their mind or their relationship or their own ability to deal with it. Once they've changed that, what do you typically see as the outcome in how they've transformed? Not only do they become more aware, and so by being more aware of what's causing them to feel that way, do they have a more realistic approach in terms of how they control the way that they're responding to it? Um, but it's it's not always necessarily completely eliminated because other things will will cause you to feel stressed, but it's definitely diminished, and and diminished. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, to to a level where it's no longer disrupting their life, um, and so they feel more satisfied, more accepting, more happy. Um, definitely they see it in terms of as how they see it manifested it's they, they start to pay more attention to the positive in their life mm -hmm. or um, you know not so much what they're lacking but more in terms of what they have they're also taking better care of themselves it seems like it's a shift in in that awareness that consciousness more than anything else where maybe before because they were so stressed out they were eating unhealthy things now they're more conscious of you know what no i'm i'm not gonna eat that i'm gonna i'm gonna do this instead because it just makes me feel better hmm. so I, I i find that it's it's very important the, the shift is very you know it's it's not just one-sided it's it's kind of kind of multifaceted it, you see it in many layers sense. yeah I would, well you're dealing with such a foundational level is the way the person perceives their life and the world around them it's like dealing with it's like pulling up the roots of the weed instead of trimming it yes and all of it comes with it the transformation sure. occurs in many different parts of their life. Um, you know, the other thing we talked about was overly focusing on details, mm -hmm. focusing on problems 
uh, creating this habitual tendency to look for what's wrong. The negative or what they lack. Right. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the truth is we can't, we can't be delusional and think we should just be happy all the time and positive. You can't do that. But you, you want to be able to accept what you dislike and see it as just part of the whole and see, well, I like certain things that are happening in my life. I dislike other things. Let me deal with it. Let me accept it. You can't get rid of everything you don't like. You just have to deal with it. Life's not, I agree. Life's not meant to be perfectly easy. Yeah, a lot of times I find, you know, clients tell me, like, I just don't want to be stressed anymore. I just want to be happy. You know, the, the happy. You sure, know, sure. That, that's, I think that's really kind of the, the premise of everything, right? Well, At least everyone's always seeking happiness in some way or another. True. And that, that was the last point, because we have a few minutes left, I wanted to touch on with when you're overly focused on details, you look at everything through a magnifying glass and tend to focus on the problems. What happens is people get so stuck in the day-to-day, like the daily grind of their work. And they lose sight of something in their life that is in the big picture. And one of the things that I've worked with clients, I know you have as well, is that it's important to have some greater purpose in your life, something that inspires you, something that you can feel you're connected to a higher purpose, whether you call it your higher self or some long-term goal or something that's greater than just you, so that every day you wake up, instead of thinking, oh, time to make the donuts, you're thinking, wow, you know what, today I'm taking one step closer to creating the life that I yes. that I want or, or building the business or building that relationship or whatever it might be. It's like one more, you know, one more brick uh, to build that foundation and to build that 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 structure that you call your life. And so when people shift from, with, with hypnosis, with whatever other tools we use, and they shift from the, the magnified, magnifying all the problems to zooming out, instead of like telephoto on all the problems, you zoom out, you look at the wide angle lens, you see everything, you realize that you have the bigger, big picture perspective and that the problems are just part of it. And maybe the problems are what inspire you. The stepping stones. That's yeah. right. So you can find something in your life, and I, and I, I urge you listening to this, think about what is it that if you wanted to be excited about in your life, you could be? If you really have something that you could feel truly fulfilled about, which I think is more realistic than just being happy, Certainly. is just being fulfilled. What is there some greater purpose in your life that you can tap into, that you can feel empowered towards that goal? And it doesn't matter whether you sweep floors for a living or you're no, a surgeon it's what, or No, it's whatever it means to you. What it means to you is really what matters. Right. It doesn't have to be something huge or big or out of the ordinary. It could be something even simple and even mundane for that matter. You know, but that to you means something. That's sufficient. That's enough. That's true. And and when you're inspired and you're able to see this overarching purpose in your life and you live in the big picture, like looking at that full-length mirror instead of that magnified one, then all the little challenges just seem manageable. And then that's where the true empowerment comes. So... As we wrap up this show, it's true that stress does suck. I want you to realize that it's not the traffic that stresses you. It's not the bills. It's your own mindset. And when you change that, which you can, then you feel better and then you do better. And that's what we do on the Inspiring Minds show and at the Miami Hypnosis Center is help you think better, feel better, and do better. So this wraps up another exciting episode of the Inspiring Minds radio show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. Uh, thank you, Sheena Mendes, my wonderful co-host for the show. I'm Todd Goodwin from the Miami Hypnosis Center, uh, wishing you well, and we will inspire you soon.
What's up, it's your boy, Zay Day, ArtOnDex.com. Check out the book, The Art Album. I'm chilling here with Coach Simone at Own Your Power. You cats out here got all these power pirates in your lives. Start to own your power, ownyourpowerlifestyle.com with Coach Simone in the building. Holla at your boy. If you're like me, you love to hold on to your cash and use it for basic needs like the light bill, water bill, and yeah, maybe even the mortgage or the rent. That's pretty much all that I use cash for since I get almost everything on barter. In a typical month, I get my hair done, eyebrows waxed, printing services, massages, business coaching, personal assistance from my companies, social media marketing, and more, all on barter. Oh, and did I mention travel? Yes, to many different exotic locations like Costa Rica and Barbados on barter. I literally save thousands a year, and I'd love to help you do the same. All you have to do is join the Give and Take Network at www.giveandtakenetwork.org. That's give, the letter N, takenetwork.org. When you join Give and Take, you'll learn how to generate more business, reduce your overhead, and save cash. Barter is definitely smarter, and don't let anyone tell you any differently. Join us today at giveandtakenetwork.org.